0: Hello, and welcome back to Now Streaming, episode 122. I'm Evan Addison.
1: And I'm Liz Addison.
0: And we're watching all the horror movies currently available for streaming on the internet. So you don't have to. This week we're talking about the 2021 horror film, Seance, which comes to us from Shudder. We've been doing Shudder movies, I think this
1: is maybe our third in a row. <laughs> <Something> like <laughs> Or that. like something like that. This, but, is, a, this
0: is a Shudder exclusive. It's
1: Shudder, so.
0: It's Shudder. Before we get to that though, this week we have a guest. With us is... First time podcaster and good friend Mallory Martin. Hello.
2: Oh. Hi. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to the podcast. So
2: exciting! I've never done this before.
0: The first guest we've had in our studio. Yes. Since we moved to the studio. Since we moved in the
1: studio. Which is nice.
0: We'll see how it works. We'll see how it sounds. You have to let us know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get into the movie, though, because you're a first time uh, guest, Mallory, you have to answer the question, which is, what's your favorite scary movie? <laughs>
2: Uh, well, I've definitely thought about this. So I'm like, I know you're going to ask this. Um, <laughs> I would say, if we're talking the movie that it scared me the most, it's definitely It Follows. I've talked about this. It gave mm-hmm. me crazy nightmares, awful. But I think my favorite movie is The Shining.
1: Both, Here, it's both great choices. Hard to argue. Yeah, hard to argue. <laughs> it Follows is genuinely terrifying.
2: Horrifying, yeah. Yep.
1: We did it for the podcast. We did do it for the podcast. That was a good one.
0: Sorry we didn't have you on. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was many years ago.
0: So... I have to ask another important question, which is, have either of you ever done a seance?
1: Yes. Uh, how, how loose are we talking about the, the, the word seance? Cause like, yes, I've used a Ouija board, but,
0: but have don't. you ever done like a ritual? I turned out the lights?
1: No, because I've always been too scared to. Well, you know this, Mallory, cause we went to college together, uh, especially where we went to Emerson and everyone's weird there. Uh, And I feel like a way that everybody got to know each other when we all went to college and you're like meeting people from different parts of the country, different like walks of life, you know, and everybody, I feel like had a scary story. A, A lot of my friends had like haunting stories. And so even if I had ever been tempted to go down that road, I had like five people in my head being like, absolutely not. You gotta, if you don't close that door correctly, you'll get scratched in the night. So absolutely no, 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 no.
0: Too scared. Do you you want to tell your seance story, Mallory?
2: Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a house that was built before the Revolutionary War. Um, So we always thought it was like haunted as fuck. Um, And my cousins and I did seances. Um, Nothing ever of note happened, but we had like a really old from the 70s. Ouija board and we'd like light the candles and like the most it'd be like oh the candle the like the flame is peaking so that means mm. someone's here right
1: hell yeah um, were you trying to reach out to someone specific or just like yes with the uh, vibes I the house
2: so the house was so old that if you walked like down the street there was a graveyard and the graveyard was like the family graveyard for the people who built the house mm, so it was sick. The, yeah it was so cool <laughs> uh, so it was the family of the Needums and we'd reach out to them That Needums. is a
1: haunted ass name that <laughs> is, sounds like a name from a horror movie 100% yep.
0: or a Stephen King novel
2: Yeah true right? and this wasn't even in Maine this was in Massachusetts
0: so Oh that barrel,
1: that's haunted too you know yeah. the whole of New England is haunted <laughs> as fuck that's true. just the truth
0: A lot more happens in Simon Barrett's seance yes. We should acknowledge yes <laughs> uh before we dive in liz and then mallory i suppose would you recommend that people watch this movie
1: i would i liked it it's not gonna blow your socks off but i really i enjoy a common
0: it. theme on this podcast
1: well you know actually some of them do
0: Noroi last week norway absolutely last did last week last month last <laughs> last episode <laughs>
1: uh but this is a like i think sometimes i say you know like If you're not doing anything else, if you're bored, if you're cleaning your house, whatever, put it on during your Halloween party. But this I do feel like is probably worth like... Watching. A watch. If you like Simon Barrett, if you like Simon Barrett's past work, uh, you're next. And The Guest.
0: Yeah, his collaborations with Adam Wingard, the director. Right. This is his directorial debut after many years as a screenwriter. He also wrote Frankenfish.
1: Shouts out. Classic. That That movie blew my socks off, actually, legitimately. Um... But yeah, but this is really solid. And I think that if, if the plot appeals to you and Simon Baird appeals to you and um, Suki Waterhouse appeals to you, she's the star of this film, then I would absolutely recommend it, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've already recommended it to people. So. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I think it was a fun time and worth watching. It's not super long that you're like, uh,
1: yeah it with and with friends too. I think was it was a great way to watch it.
2: Yeah, it wasn't a waste of time. It was fun. No,
0: I think it's a good movie. I mean, yeah. it probably isn't a surprise because I'm a fan of Simon Barrett's work, but I think it's a really good script. Yeah, I think that it doesn't overexplain itself and it lets the horror be horror. Agreed. Completely. You know? It's fun to have a teen slasher. This and it ultimately is kind of a slasher. This like nasty and scary and it unafraid was scary. to yeah. to swerve.
1: I do think I was scared.
2: I was fully expecting like much more like lore heavy. Yeah. storytelling, and like the, like you said, like slasher is something I did not expect at all, yeah. in a good way.
0: Which we'll get into when we get into spoilers, but yeah. I think this movie, it's a good time. I agree. If you've got Shudder, which if you have this podcast, you probably do, yeah. then uh, you should check it out. Agreed. You want to dive into the plot? Yeah, let's do it. So it's about Sookie Waterhouse. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, no, not yet. It is first Fold about open. girls at boarding school, which is just, you know, a great place to have a horror movie because girls at boarding school will be doing some stupid shit. One of those things is playing like the Bloody Mary game in the mirror. They're not doing Bloody Mary specifically. They have like a academy specific Edeline Academy, right? Do they remember what they say? Do they just say like Edeline Academy ghost? I feel I like think it's, so they just say like Edeline
2: ghost. I think Edeline they
1: ghost. They just they're just
0: Edelvine. Sorry,
1: Edelvine ghost. Edelvine ghost. Which is again, I don't even believe in ghosts. Truth, I I really don't like when I really search my soul. I do not believe that they exist. However, you could not pay me to do that shit because what if they are real? I can admit to being wrong.
0: The movie Candyman alone scared me enough to
1: absolutely make you believe that it's not worth it. I do not. It's it's not, you're not gonna lose anything by not doing it. So just don't and- do it.
0: Do you do Bloody Mary and Candyman and stuff?
2: No. No. You couldn't pay me to do yeah, Bloody no. Mary. Like, <laughs> if someone starts that in a mirror, I'm out of the room. I'm out. I'm out.
0: <laughs> it's just not worth the risk. No. Absolutely I not. do believe in ghosts, and I think it's not worth the risk. <laughs> like,
2: I have done seances, but, like, evil spirits were always trying to, like, They'll contact to the people that are, are, like, good.
0: So they're doing this evil spirit situation. Mm-hmm. The, the mind Ghost in the ghosts. mirror in the bathroom. Turns out they're pranking the reluctant girl. In their girl group. Yes. Trying to scare her. They have a friend hide in the tub and start to rise have, up. Have like a bloody
1: hand come out of the start water. Start to get spooky.
0: But it's just to fuck with this one girl.
1: But it turns out, so the, the, the reluctant girl who they pranked runs out because she's so scared. I don't think she learns it's a prank. Nope. She just runs out uh, and they're like, haha, gotcha.
2: That's really sad. Sorry. It's really <laughs> sad. Like, no, she never
1: that. gets to learn, which might honestly be better because... I'd rather not know that my friends betrayed me. I'd rather feel like I I died for a cause. <laughs> like like a real situation. Because we fucked with a ghost? Yeah. Yeah. Not even, not a cause. But I'd rather feel like, oh my God, the ghost was real and I escaped it. But then I got caught by the ghost because that happens. Versus like my friends pranked me. I have to feel their betrayal before dying. Because <laughs> <laughs> she does die. Which
0: she does, mysteriously, in her boarding school dorm room.
1: Right. We just sort of see some vague... Issue and then her friends run in to find her and they she's gone out the window. She's gone out the window. Which again, you don't got the don't have those windows. I don't know why schools would ever have windows like that. You got to have the small windows that people
0: children you can't don't know fall why out of. a school would ever have window because it's not a prison.
1: No, but at uh, our school uh, they said no. They were like the the window will only crack open like you know Just less than a foot. less than a foot, and then the other ones would open like they were like small windows that would open. It was actually the same when we lived, when Evan and I lived on the tenth floor of a building, our windows did not open because they didn't want people falling or sure, I think out they're like them. on the third floor. Still, if you have a collection of young people in your school, it's a very fraught experience. And I think that like what our college was trying to prevent was like, this is a lot of people in one situation. Even nice like stress. setting aside stress and suicide, like people be pranking each other. You don't. People are getting drunk and like. Not at boarding school. They might be. They shouldn't be. They absolutely. But they're going are. to. <laughs> the school can't be like, well, that was your fault for falling out of the window. So they shouldn't have windows.
2: Drug. They should just
1: not have them open like that.
2: Like have child safety where you can only open it a yeah, little bit to
0: get air. Yeah. <laughs> so they get smoke out the window. Exactly. Yes. Because she falls and she straight up dies, so I'm right. Her name's Carrie O'Reilly. She's an important she haunts the rest of the film. Yeah. Uh, metaphorically. Mm-hmm. Because her room is taken up by a newcomer, Suki, Suki Waterhouse, House. who is entering this prestigious boarding school.
1: Yeah, she got lucky. She got off the wait list. they they've got a very long wait list that she was just so happened to get off of. She's a
0: senior. She's transferring in second
1: semester senior year. Second right? semester
0: senior year. Her name mm-hmm. is Camille Meadows. Gets in a fist fight immediately. Yeah,
1: well, she's she's got that classic boarding school new girl thing where she's like, you have two approaches when you're the new girl at a boarding school that has a really like horrible click, which the school does. Um, you can either like just fall in line and be like, whatever these girls say goes. Or you can be like, no, I'm not going to just like let these girls walk all over me. And she chooses option B and sits at their table, even though she's not supposed to. And then she gets punched. And so
0: they, they all get detention, get detention
1: together. Classic. the
0: girls are alice is the ringleader she's a hot girl bethany she's the smart girl she's the
1: smart girl she's like she's got glasses so she's a nerd yvonne she's is the she dancer the, the dancer yes rosalind right? rosalind's like the cool one she's got a like a faux hawk right they're all cool but oh yes no they're not all cool <laughs> but rosalind is like uh has is alternative i would say yeah last one is lenora who is nothing.
2: She's Get the it. one that looks like Suki Waterhouse, right? Yes,
1: yes. She's kind of like the wannabe, I would say, because she looks like she could, if Alice didn't exist, maybe she could have gotten the hot girl role, but she's not hot enough to be the actual
0: hot girl. It's also Helena, who's nice to her.
1: Yes. Yeah. She's but she's like immediately clearly to me, she has the vibes almost of someone who used to be their friend and got like pushed out. Because they know, they, the the popular group of girls, and maybe all these girls know each other really well because they school. go to boarding school. It was school also there.
2: unclear of how big the school is. I know, they I seem like, to be the only, only 15 students 15
1: <laughs> who, kids in this who live here. They also never attend class. I think there's like one class that they attend.
0: Um, but the seven of them get detention for this fight. Yes.
1: And? They they um, make fun of Helena immediately. Uh, they like homosexually bully her. Not even homosexually. <laughs> Homophobically? Homophobically bully her. <laughs> it's all it, there's it's a thin line you know it's girl sport. it's great yeah exactly For everything
0: sure. is done homosexually <laughs> on her first night um camille has a spooky experience the light flickers and she hears scratching but it might be a nightmare
1: and she's a really horrible dream right doesn't she wake up from a pretty horrible nightmare yeah
0: yeah uh so she's like all right i'm not gonna freak out i'm gonna get my light fixed so it turns out there's a boy who, one boy. One boy who grew up in the area and has been here his whole life. And he's, he's also the handyman. He's the headmistress's son. That's, That's why questionable he...
2: questionable age. Of
0: questionable age. age,
1: yeah. It's like very... He's probably like 25.
2: The way he's they talked not, about it, he's He's like, like, 30. like
1: 35, but he doesn't seem 35. He seems a little bit like... I mean, which I also would understand if you grew up on the grounds of this boarding school yeah. and only knew young women for your whole life who are like... Between fourteen and eighteen, you'd probably have some arrested development. For sure, but he like is the
0: headmistress's son. That's why he's still here. But he's a handyman. He's around during the movie. You see him occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, he helps. Nice. The, he helps them at one point because they have, they have to get back into
1: Carrie's yeah. room. But he's just like a nice. He's guy around in the neighborhood. Uh, he seems to have something like going on with Suki Waterhouse. They have like a. She seems, I think, like more mature than her peers. So you kind of get the idea that he might like like her specifically because she has this elevated sort of above-it-all attitude that seems kind of attractive. For
0: sure. The only boy in the area, so that makes sense. Yeah, true. You know, the only time they go to class is when they learn that Bethany won this $250,000 scholarship (laughs) for an essay she wrote. (laughs) The
1: biggest scholarship anyone's ever received to cover, like, literally all four years for one essay essay (laughs) that
0: was so good. Sure, Jan. It's going to be published in the student paper because it was that good. Which, I mean, to be fair... If I went to school with somebody and they got a $250,000 scholarship, I'd be like, I want to see that fucking essay. That's like, yeah.
2: better than a lot of book deals. Yeah, like I want to
0: know what earned that. Truly. Um, well, who's the first girl who dies? Well, they go to detention first.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're saying that the seance happens first.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no deaths yet. Well, Carrie, but... Yes. So they all have detention. There's a good sequence in the stacks. They're like, digitizing books, right?
1: I guess I wasn't really yeah. following what they were doing, but they're they're getting all these books out of the stacks, and Helena and um, Camille yep. specifically yep. get sent to do the do it first, and they get like haunted. Oh my god, what could it be? But it's just the girls pranking them. They love to do pranks.
0: They wear these like they're like no like Japanese theater masks. Yes,
1: that they that they made in in like class. Theater that class. we don't see. But yeah, they yeah, did yeah. do it. But they have that look. They're they're very basic paper mache with very basic like color and lip and eye um like illustration to look very blank.
0: Eventually they decide they're gonna blow off detention because Alice wants to do well Alice and the the girl gang wanna do a seance to find out why Carrie killed herself.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad immediately before they even begin the seance, uh Camille is like kind of looking around at what they're doing and immediately realizes that they're gonna do another prank. And goes to Helena and is like, there's someone in the corner, don't freak out. <laughs> like, which I'm glad about. I love having an intelligent main character because I also was like,
0: there's something 100% like,
1: gonna be a prank.
2: <laughs> like, literally, one of them was already missing. Like, yeah, no, oh, that's in what the they,
1: they come back in and they're like, where's Lenora? And it's like, oh, oh, she um, said she, she was feeling sick and she had to go. Wow, you guys, good cover. Imagine if you get cover. out of touch <laughs> that
0: easy. <laughs> I know,
1: right? <laughs> So they're sitting around doing this seance. They put lipstick into a phone case, like a, an empty phone case. They stick lipstick like through the camera hole yep. and use that as a so, like, right. planchette, which is very cool. Great idea. Like, it was Bethany's idea. And she's like, oh my God, that's my $250 scholarship comes from.
0: Um, I mean, it's probably Seven Barrett's idea. And I just want to say, from a filmmaking standpoint, that's a fun one hundred percent visual idea. I've never seen that done before. Agreed.
1: So they ask Carrie, they're trying to reach out to Carrie, right? They ask Carrie, I have all the answers. Your basic science questions.
0: I don't have all the questions, but I have the answers.
1: I feel like the questions were like, who, who is- killed you?
0: <laughs> and like, are you here? They are me. Who's.
2: I think who- that's who's here. Yeah, who's yeah. here? Me.
0: Ghost is real. Carrie, kill you. Fair. She is here.
1: So. It seems like they were asking some pretty dumb questions. Is what I'm getting from that.
2: They repeated a lot. They're like, "What's going on? Yeah, Wh- who what is happened? it? Who
1: are you? Yeah. What do you want? Kill you? She's um, here.
0: The what the episode Lenora
1: lights. does pop out eventually, but it's like late. The bad things happen that seem unrelated to the prank first, right? Like the light. Yeah. Do the lights go out? The candle goes yeah, out. Yeah,
2: she's not exactly like popping out. She's just like, "Oh shit! Like, yeah, sorry. Are, what happened?
1: Yeah. Um, and you kind of don't really know what was the prank and what was not the prank, in in my opinion. Like, you can't really tell. Because right. there's a point where Alice is like, what is actually going on? And she might just be a really good, nasty actress, little actress. Yeah. But like, she also could not have known what was going what on.
0: What they decide is that the seance was real and they didn't contact a ghost because what happened was when they pranked Carrie, which, how much time has passed since that happened? It feels like it's been a week but it has to have been longer.
2: It's been some time.
1: I think it's been like a couple months would be my guess. A couple months?
2: I think so. I think so because they
1: they made some suggestion. I think it's Lenora who's like, it's not fair that uh, we don't get like our grades or don't get help yeah. because our friend died. And I feel like it's because they've like time has passed and they're like not doing well. But I think, I, I just feel like, I don't know, it has to have been
0: a period of time.
2: It felt to me like first semester, second semester. For And sure. that might just be because Camille was coming in part year. Um, but it did feel like...
0: See, I felt like it was the beginning of the semester, and then a couple weeks later at most, Camille is there.
1: I don't know. We'll have to discuss this at the end, because it's very relevant sure. for the
0: end. Uh, they decide that when they pranked Carrie, what they actually did was the real summoning rit- ritual because the Latin words that they read could have actually conjured the Edelwein ghost. So now they have to figure that out. Yep. Then we have what, we've one more
1: feelings. clue. I don't remember if this happens before or after the first murders begin, but we have one, like, clue that this is potentially kind of also a mystery because they are doing ballet, um, and <laughs> Camille <laughs> clearly cannot do ballet. <laughs> She's, like, flailing, and after the like, when they take their little break and they're all laughing at her, um, the headmistress, who is also teaching the ballet class, which is hilarious, uh, is like, "I thought you said that you took ballet at one of your past schools." And she's like, "Oh yeah, I totally did. Like, I'm just getting used to it. I just don't know. I, I'm tired, you know." Um, So you kind of get the vibe that maybe she didn't do ballet at a past school. She's definitely lying. So, like, what is going she's on? What, what's her transcript?
0: Is. Yeah, like how how'd she get here? What's going on? Lenora gets killed. She's outside alone at night. Mm-hmm. She gets stabbed.
1: We don't see what happens gets, to her.
2: Yeah, she just she gets, gets taken. dragged. Yeah,
1: I, I think there stabbed. is blood.
2: I no, I think you're right. I think there. Is, she I gets stabbed, remember. and then we see her getting dragged. dragged away. Dragged away. We don't see her die. No.
0: No, we do see the next morning or that night that someone has drawn a rune in blood on her bed. Yes, it looks like a cross, but the cross part is like a is rounder. It looks like a Blair Witch. Like uh, yes. Speaking of Simon Barrett and Anna Wingard. True. Uh, Blair Witch, like, little wooden... Rune, yeah. Rune.
2: And we don't see that until she's missing. Is it the headmistress that realizes she's missing?
0: No, they no. go to the headmistress. The headmistress is like, this is one of your fucking pranks. Yes. All you girls do is also, prank.
1: the classic situation of she was meeting a boy. She was texting a boy. And the boy, I think, but she's texting a boy to go see a boy. And so the headmistress is like, obviously, she's just with this boy. Like, that's what you girls do is just, like, go have your little boyfriends. But that's when they get the handyman to break them into Lenora's room. For sure. And he helps them, which is one of my favorite parts where Camille texts him to be like, I'm going to see if he can, like, come help us. And it's funny because Alice is like, oh, my God, he never answers my texts. And then he immediately answers Camille's text. And then they all of them, like, all six of them go to Lenora's room and he's there and he's like, oh, oh I thought it was just going to be you. Like, I could get in real trouble for this. And I'm like, dude, you would get in more trouble if you were with one girl. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. looks actually less like trouble if you
0: have six of them with you. Like, you're an idiot. But classic. They do some poking around in the archives. The symbol, the rune in blood on her bed.
2: Uh, Well, also when they're in the room, too... Um, they find, like, her secret stash. Oh, yes. Yeah, does that ever come back? No, but she... it's important to know that there's a place, a secret spot. A place to
1: hide things in your room. Camille does take it. I don't know if that was, like, supposed I don't to be think de- it comes a deleted back. scene or something. Yeah. But it is supposed to be, like, oh, in your dresser there's a place that you can put stuff that For can't sure. be found. That's relevant.
0: Yeah. The root is, like, the necklace of a girl who died in 1998. Yes. So, like... They think this is the Edelwein ghost that they have summoned. Because she also fell out a window, I believe. Oh, did she? I think yeah, so. She, she killed, killed herself. herself. Yeah, she
2: didn't.
1: Well, yeah. No, no, she, no, no. It was. They I think. I she thought did.
2: I remembered her. Something else happening to her. I don't think she fell. I
0: out think of she window. fell out a window, but I she killed herself.
2: She
1: did. I don't know. I thought that's why she like that's what the implication is that's why she pushed Carrie.
0: Is because that's how she died. I don't know. She was the last student to die at Edelwein. Right. They, so they, th- they thought it was suicide. Connected. God, I mean, the next thing that happens, Camille and Haley are being gay.
1: They sure are. They Camille keeps having bad nightmares, so she doesn't want to sleep alone. And she goes to... Uh, is there... No, this is when the second death happens.
0: It's concurrent with it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So she goes and they, they're they listening to music together gaily. They're, are they sharing a joint? Yes. Yeah, homosexually. They're just, and again, they've already sort of set this up because Helena, we don't know if she's queer, but she is getting homophobically bullied yes. by the other girls. She
2: also was, like, really best friends with Carrie before, um, and then, like, Carrie ditched her for these oh, girls. right. So she was, like, best friends with Carrie before everything.
0: Right. But then Rosalind gets killed in the shower. Yes. Pretty and normal slasher sequence where the lights go out, and so she leaves the shower to turn her back on, and then she goes back, and then she gets- got. Yep. She's stabbed for sure.
1: No. No. No, because it looks like she slipped and fell in the shower.
0: No, because they think that Camille did it. No. Because Camille finds her.
1: The girls, okay, there's a difference between what the administration thinks and what the girl gang thinks. Because the girl gang knows that they are being haunted. So they're like 100% Camille killed her. The administration is like, No, Lenora's with her boyfriend and this was an accident. They take way too long to put anything together that might be like a string of murders. Do they
2: ever? No. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're idiots. Like, they're terrible. They're like, I've never respected more how in horror movies there's a point where they're like, okay, curfew. Girls, get in your rooms. This never happens. Everybody is wandering around this entire movie and administration is like, that's so weird that like four girls in this one girl group... Four of the girls I, like, sent to detention are dead. That's so weird. They never put it together.
0: They, like, immediately do a seance for Rosalind. They're like, <laughs> we have to talk to her. Her ghost must be nearby. Because she just was shuffled off this mortal coil. And the little planchette says that Camille killed her.
1: Oh, that's why they think, yeah. Right. So, and then, so then it's just, is it just Alice? Well, no, because there's one more thing that happens. One more death.
0: Not at this point.
1: Ye- oh, no, I guess you're right. Because are there are there's three girls left? Is it Bethany, Alice, and Yvonne? Yes. Okay. So yes, they're Angelina like and Camille. And Bethany specifically says,
0: "I'm texting my family." If I, she's like Camille. To me. I
1: don't really think that you did it, but just in case, I'm going to text my family and tell them if anything happens to me that it was you. <laughs> I love that. It is the funniest thing anyone's ever said. It's so funny. It's hysterically funny because it is. Like, I love the way that she was like, I'm, this is not personal, but I am going to implicate you like immediately. And then she kind of encourages Yvonne and Alice to do the same thing. This is when I was like, these girls want to die. What is wrong with them? Because
0: Yvonne goes for a late night solo dance session. Solo
1: dance session. She's like, I got, I really have to dance out the murders of my friends. Her friend, her friend died an hour ago. Yeah. By being by herself in the shower. And she's like, but I'm going to be in the ballet studio. There's no water there. So this is safe. 100%. She's the first one, I think, to get, like, what I would say fully murdered, where it's like, there's no way this is an accident.
0: She's f- for sure slashed.
1: She's slashed in the throat. There's no way she accidentally, while doing ballet, slashed
0: herself in the throat. Like, it's a murder. Alice gets a text from Yvonne that's like, hey, meet me outside. Like. Was it Lenora? No, no. It's from Yvonne. She goes outside to find Lenora, though. Because Lenora's like,
1: I'm back. I'm safe. Come find me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because she's like, girl, where you been?
0: Yeah. It's definitely a text from Yvonne. I took this note while watching it, and it's also confirmed on the Wikipedia page.
1: Oh, really? So
0: unless we're both wrong.
1: That's so interesting. I really thought it was Lenora, because I thought it was like, that was more motivating that it was like, Lenora was outside, no. and so she's back.
2: No, you know what it is? She, uh, she thinks that Yvonne texts her saying, like, I found Lenora. Like, oh. come meet me. Like, you gotta come see us.
0: Right. I think you're right. You're right. And then... She discovers Lenora's corpse mm-hmm. like Tied to rotted tree. to a tree. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then she gets knocked out.
0: And she gets knocked out by we don't see. Someone. This is also when Camille gets knocked out. Yeah, where is by she? By someone Can- in a no mask. What is she doing? Camille
2: what? is leaving Helena's room and she sees Alice leaving, so she's gonna like she slip follows out of Alice.
0: Her. Yes, you're right. Oh right. And she gets knocked out. Yep. Uh, I wrote down Sookie Waterhouse as a, taking a lot of face damage in this movie.
1: <laughs> she does. Because, yeah, she, ha- she has a black eye the entire movie. Yeah. Because she got punched by Alice, like, first thing. And then I think her nose gets broken in this sequence as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, she yeah, wakes she wakes up tied up in the
0: stacks next to Alice, who's <laughs> also tied up.
1: Who could it be? We've eliminated everybody else. <laughs> I guess it must be Bethany. Um, and the. Trevor. Creepy... <laughs> his, of course, his name is Trevor. A uh, creepy handyman. Wow, who is in fact 35 years old? It's a scream, scream
0: situation. Who could have sure guessed? Sure is a scream situation.
2: They're even they were in masks when mm-hmm. they walk in. They are they are wearing also I think robes. Yeah. Are they not? Yes. Yeah.
1: So they're really they're really playing up this ghost face thing.
0: I actually before we continue with like the plot, I actually want to like say like I really like this pivot from what we think is a supernatural situation with like pl- again plenty of hints throughout. That like that we, not, we as yeah. viewers would have to believe that it's supernatural, but I like that it turns into straight up a slasher movie. Yes. Like and it feels like a throwback nineties slasher, like a scream, like I know what you did last summer, where it's totally. like we got some schemes, we got some teens, and it's and like we got some knives. The
1: way that the the a great thing about having two killers is that certain things that may have felt supernatural, like how could this person be in two places yep. at once? How Especially could this person beginning. have yeah, how could this person have snuck into this place where they shouldn't be? And it's like, well, you have a student, and a handyman who has keys to everybody's rooms. Like, he has a lot of access. Not
0: just that, but they say Trevor's been making crawl spaces in the building for years. Yes. I
2: forgot about that
1: part. Because he yeah. he's lived here his entire life. I think this so is So he's like, made it a murder castle. Yes. I think that the Trevor reveal... We'll get to the Bethany one as well, but which I also think is interesting. But the Trevor reveal I specifically love, because, again, we were talking kind of throughout this movie of, like, how old is he? It's so crazy that he's, like... This one boy on this campus full of girls—they all must be obsessed with him. Like, I hope he isn't like <laughs> creepy. <laughs> and then it turns out that actually he is in fact thirty-five because uh, he was getting babysat.
2: He was twelve years old uh, when, when the girl
1: died I, yeah. that they found in the year. The
0: ghost. So he has uh, Alicia to Alicia
1: Yeah, so he has to be thirty-five, and he has been dating Bethany in secret since she was fourteen. And Ugh. this is also—he
0: killed her with a hammer. The yes,
1: girl,
2: there we go. I knew yeah. she was beat. Why did they ever think that? Yeah, was a that's
1: suicide? crazy. Did he push her out the window to Maybe. cover for it? I guess. But what sort I remember of he
0: killed her with a hammer because he loves the hammer. He uses he's gonna like hammer a nail into Camille's kneecap at one point to torture. Oh yeah, her. He
1: does love the one he's...
2: moment that I could not watch. Yeah,
1: he does incorporate um being a handyman into his murder stuff. This also what I what is not spoken out loud. I don't think at any point, but is. A really cool element that I think kind of remains unspoken is that his mother knows this about him and like potentially even knows that he killed the girl in the in the 90s and covered it up and is and is keeping him here in order to like have an eye on him.
0: I mean, one um, murder when you're twelve is like fucked up, but like I could see an um, overbearing mother, a mother
1: being like, "Oh no, no, him. he's not like that. I just want, like, you know, if, if he'll be okay as long as I can keep him close to me." He
2: is until he finds another psychopath. To be fair,
1: <laughs> we don't know what he's done in this That's past. Though. He's been he, making crawl spaces again. He's, he's probably
2: preparing. he's probably
1: been gaslighting girls by I think by like moving stuff around in their rooms for twenty years. Like I would not put it past him. Yeah, um, he is. He is. He does have the vibe. You're totally right of a psychopath who needs a boss. Like he needs someone to direct him, but he is out of his gourd, like truly out of his mind.
0: Should we talk about the Bethany reveal? Why? The motivation for all these killings? Sure.
1: It's, I love it. It's, it's so unhinged.
0: She stole Carrie's essay to win the scholarship. Mm -hmm. And that's, now that she won the scholarship, it's going to be printed and everyone's going to know that she did that. Yeah. And.
1: Specifically that obviously Carrie would know, but that also that her her friends friends would know because they know Carrie's like style.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so she has to kill all of them because a quarter of a million dollars is too much, and they would totally not like abide that. They wouldn't let her get away with it. I love that. Just like It's like these jealous girls would be like, "Excuse you, you should be disqualified. I should yeah. win this contest."
1: <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Cutthroat. She also is so funny. She's wearing glasses the whole time, but like occasionally during the movie, you've seen her sort of like take them off or she's putting them back on, and you can see that she's very like beautiful. And when she starts being evil, she takes her glasses off. She's sort of been, like, hiding behind them is this, like, I'm just she a hapless nerd. nerd. Yeah, glasses. like, oh my god, I'm just just a little essayist. I don't know anything about murder. And then she takes her glasses off and she's like, now I'm the hot girl because yeah. Alice is unconscious.
0: <laughs> uh, Trevor says it's been tremendously satisfying, but it's time to wrap it up. So we get our act three confrontation. Mm-hmm. Camille admits that she's not Camille Meadows and she came off this school, quote, to pay a debt. She tells Trevor this before they get in a fight. Some pretty good fights here. I think, too,
1: it's it's always really fun to see people fight in library stacks, I think. It's very satisfying. Lots of, like, big metal racks to push over on the people. Little, like, places where books are not to see through them and to see someone else on another side. Like, just very good. Great
2: place for tension.
0: They're trying to escape with Alice. Helena comes, sorry. Helena comes, knocks Trevor out. Camille's like, Hit him again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Kill this man, please. Double uh,
0: tap. They're trying to get Alice. Alice is limping?
1: Alice is unconscious. Oh, she doesn't even wake up. They are carrying her the whole time. Okay. So
2: that was... Camille was trying to undo her own...
1: Oh, yeah. She had a little knife.
2: Yes. So she was undoing her own um, restraints. And Bethany caught her. Oh, right. Yes. So she's, like, basically out and then... They tried to help Alice.
1: And then I think Bethany, I don't remember where Bethany goes. Does she hear something? Yeah, and go I think she hears the lights
2: go out.
1: The lights go out. So she goes to investigate that. So then they're left alone with Trevor, which is how Helena is able to over, overcome them. But then when they're sneaking away, Bethany comes back. They have Bethany and Kimball
0: have a good fight. A, a well shot.
2: Incredible. Yep. Good F-
0: action. Like Simon Barrett as a first time director I am impressed with this fight choreography and the way this is executed. My favorite bit is when she climbs up the stacks and she rips down the light fixture and it bashes Bethany in the face. It's amazing
1: because Bethany is like, where are you fucking going? And then she just pulls down the light fixture. It's incredible. It's such a good moment. I've never seen that before in a
0: movie. Just sick practical effects throughout this. Mm -hmm. Uh, They get Bethany. Yeah. How do they kill her?
2: When the um, falling on her doesn't work, she takes like a broken... Um, whatever those lights are. Oh, going. the broken <laughs> light. It, and yes, stabs and
1: stabs it in are her in the neck. neck. Yep.
0: Sick. Good gore. One hundred percent.
1: So good. And you're not coming back from that.
0: No. Trevor didn't die earlier. No, they
1: go back. Of course, then he's not there. But then okay. they good classic
0: die. scream. Yep. Yep. Uh, they get more of a fight. She pushes, she, or he tries to push a bookcase over on her.
2: And at this point, Helena oh and Alice are like have left. Like yes. she told her, get out. Like it's a one v one stuff mm-hmm. to finish here. And she's, Camille
1: is, like, so capable yeah. at fighting. She reminds me of your next. Your next. I was thinking the exact same thing. She doesn't have the same, like, she's not at that level where she's, right. like, a prepper. But she is very mercurial. She's very, like, uses a lot of her environment in order to kind of, like, take things down. Not, like, a weapon or her fists. She's just very smart about yeah. The, the shelves
0: and the light fixtures and things like that.
2: I mean, the entire time, I thought she was, like, a journalist or, like, right, an like investigator. <laughs> some like sort some of mole. A cop. Which
0: well, turns out, she she reveals to Trevor over the course of this, she's like, you shouldn't kill my friend. How many friends did you have growing up, Trevor? I only had the one. I only had the one. It was Carrie. She decapitates him with a filing cabinet. So yeah, good. Yeah, it's amazing. he It's the same kind
1: of thing. Like, she tries something, he thinks he's gotten away with it, yeah. and then she just kind of tips it over and just takes his head right with him, so.
0: Unbelievable. Great
1: work, Camille. And then she's like, time to go. I did it. I did my job. She goes back to her room. Um, she goes into that secret little desk place and pulls out a bunch of Polaroids. They're all of her and Carrie. Um, this is also unspoken, but again, the vibes gay, yeah. <laughs> like it just sort of comes across that way. Um, and she's
0: leaving, she's, she's leaving. going on the run. She's
1: not yeah. even going to say goodbye to anyone. She's like, Her it's, name's it's like done.
2: Camille. She's like, I'm right. out of here. she's
1: out. She's going to bounce. Um, but she gets caught when she's leaving by Helena.
0: It's like, are you kidding me? It's
1: like-, like, I, we, I thought we had something.
2: She also had told Helena, I don't know how important this is, to call nine one one. Yeah. So like, there are, it's they're coming. they're coming.
0: She has to get the fuck out of here if she's gonna get away. She with doesn't want to.
1: She doesn't want to be asked questions. She would be have to ask questions, and she wants to disappear. Um,
0: they do have the last kiss. They
1: sure they do. do. And I was like, thank God, because all of this has been so gay, and if it wasn't text, that'd be fine. I could live with that in my heart. But the fact that like no one hundred percent. It is gay. And they have this kind of, like, interaction that I think is so great where Helena is like, I want to be able to find you again in my life. And Camille's sort of like,
2: sorry, we'll see, maybe,
1: like, I'll leave you with this kiss, kind of as this last goodbye, and if we see each other again, then great. But, like, I got... A, a fake life to get back to I yeah. guess and I think the
0: last thing she says is I'll find you which is again yeah. the yearning very romantic. so romantic
1: very, very romantic uh, I
0: enjoyed it very much also she says goodbye to Carrie's ghost
2: yes so that's another yeah. part she actually was being haunted by yeah. Carrie yeah. all the nightmares yes. she
0: thought she was having it seems like oh he, uh, she says this to Trevor she's like I think there was a ghost here uh, the ghost just didn't kill your friends
1: yes, yes. you know right
0: so she believes
1: and it's true. I mean, like, Carrie is... Carrie, I think, was an, uh, has been doing no malevolent haunting. She is just...
2: She's visiting her friend. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's oh, it's such a great... I forgot. It's such a great thing. She sees Carrie's ghost in the window. She w- raves, <laughs> raves her hand goodbye. And Helena thinks she's waving to her, so she also waves. So then the wave sort of turns into both of them. It's very and interesting. Loves. And again, it's why it feels very loaded to me that Carrie was Camille's, like, first love. That's kind of what... what it, and also, again, to be fair... Friends can do a lot for each other. Girlfriends, like, friends who are girls can do a lot for each other. But to abandon your life and work as hard as Camille would have to do to, like, impersonate. Yeah, to get in off this wait list as a second semester senior, to come here to do this speaks
2: that's why two more
1: like romantic love for sure
2: and that's why it could not have been just a couple weeks as well because there's like a lot of like prep to get to this point yes and it kind of sounded like she did um investigation it was like the police didn't do much investigation they just like ruled it a suicide and peaced out but she was like that's not enough like we need answers yeah
1: so she had to have i think it has to have been a couple months it makes sense if it was over like first semester to second semester, that there was also, like, a holiday break in there, maybe two holiday breaks, that then there was time for her to kind of, like, get this stuff together. And she also might be older. I think it, like, it's true, like, she does come across, like, more mature than the rest of them. It's possible that she didn't have to, like, abandon her own life as a minor. She probably, maybe she could have already been 18 and kind of just, like...
2: A little bit older than Carrie. Yeah, yeah like that if they grew
1: so. up... When they They were, like, childhood friends, it seemed like. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think that I, I really enjoyed that reveal a lot. It was sort of what I was like, wondering if that was the situation, especially with how she and Helena were clearly like romantic at a certain point. It's like, oh, this kind of has the It bias. just
0: adds another layer to this movie that doesn't even need it. Like, no. I appreciate that it has this extra element. Like, it just deepens it. Again, it's I why guess. I think this script is so strong. Again, I like the direction too, but it's mostly decent and then i think the script is really strong because it is these characters do feel complex when i mean there's a little moments like when they talk about trevor having dated her since she was 14 like camille comments on it yeah it just like, goes
1: gross which yeah. is so good
0: <laughs> i just appreciate all the details that Woody i agree goes. and that it doesn't overexplain itself yes. it really could it it's
1: really like doesn't smart there's enough. never a point where camille is like here's my whole backstory and why i'm like this and yeah. where yeah. i come from
2: yeah i like that we don't know anything about her like we don't even know her name at the end exactly, exactly. That. yeah I like at the credits
0: it's uh when the credits go up on screen it's in quotation marks Camille Meadows oh, I
1: didn't yes realize that yes yeah. it's so fun I also will say I really appreciate from a screening screenwriting perspective that they don't kiss until the end yeah um I think that there's been such an instinct lately as we have more diverse work mm-hmm. and that there's more gay characters in genre work you know that there's this urge to have it happen quickly so nobody gets confused or like upset
2: like don't worry guys we're, don't worry we're they, doing this. they're gay
1: don't yeah. don't get it twisted and i just oh. prefer this so much that we have like that the tension gets to burn for as long as it does and we get to wonder we
0: get the payoff though exactly it's both.
1: yes it's both yeah. i think that's why it's like i think that there's
2: that the bed, when they're, like, laying in bed and, like, looking at each other, it still feels really loaded, and, mm-hmm. like, there's tension there that I think, like, you would lose if you're just, like... If they just kiss that. Yeah. And but then it's, like, if they Especially kiss if
0: you don't know it's coming, right? Which, exactly. Which, because, by withholding it until after the climax of the film, until after we're in the... I mean, we're in the last two minutes of the movie. Yes. It lets you want it and be like, am I seeing something here? Yes, which and, I like, just find it more off.
1: narratively compelling. And... It makes more sense for Camille's character, personally, that she's not there for romance.
0: Oh, yeah. And she's there
1: to, like, avenge Carrie. That she wouldn't do this with Helena. She
2: does not have time for this. No,
1: not at all. Absolutely. That it only acts as this kind of, like, final goodbye. And for Helena, this, like, little piece of, like, there was something between us. I'm not going to ignore that. But, like, I do have to leave. I just think that's, like, much more powerful than having them have, like, a makeout scene, like, in the bed, for instance, yes. when that was happening. So, I think that was an incredible use of of narrative tension that I just, good work, Simon Barrett. Thank you. Good movie. <laughs> good movie. I liked it so much.
0: Are you ready to, what's the best kill in this movie? Decapitate this with a...
1: Filing cabinet? Filing cabinet? Do <laughs> you have any trivia? Yes. Um... A couple things. This is really funny. No school would allow this production to film on their campus. The campus featured in the movie was actually cobbled together from eight different shooting locations, including an abandoned bake building, a private residential home, and constructed sets.
2: That's wild.
1: Which just makes sense. Actually, thinking back, that like the house, when they show from the outside, actually looks very small. It For doesn't sure. look like it holds like yeah. Again, there's 20 girls at the school, so <laughs> maybe yeah, it's just in. yeah. Um, this is also funny. Outdoor scenes were incredibly cold. So there's snow on the ground this whole time, uh, which made them unbearable to shoot. Um, in Inanna Sarkis, who plays Alice, this is just so in character for her character, said she would get a sponsor to run them with winter coats and showed up on set the very next day with expensive winter coats for the cast and crew. So like, she was really just like a hot popular girl for in sure. real life. And actually, Simon Barrett... Um, thought Suki Waterhouse would be her role until Inanistarkis auditioned. Like, Suki Waterhouse was going to play Alice. So clearly this girl just waltzed in and just stole this role immediately. Like, so good. Which is great, because I actually think Suki Waterhouse, her sort of dryness works so much better for the character of Camille anyway. Like, I think that was, I think it's very well cast.
0: She has, like, a good, aloof, strong energy that I think really works for this girl to come in yes. getting fist fights. When she's just
1: with her black eye and just sort of staring with the sort of impassive energy at these girls who are coming at her with a lot of energy, it's such a good fit. Yeah. Like it yeah. really I think it really works.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I almost couldn't picture her as Alice. Like I think she's no. like the angst thing going real well. I
1: guess her. she's good enough an actress to probably do it, but yep. like I just think that she's better way better cast as Camille.
0: Me too. We wrap this up and spin the roulette. Find something new? Yes, please. Let's do a seance.
1: <laughs> that is basically what we're doing every time I roll this roulette.
0: What is the roulette but a seance for questionable and I'm like please, mysterious roulette,
1: films. Give me a good film and it's like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. It did a good
0: job this time. Oh, for sure. I'm glad this came up.
2: Yeah, this was a lot of fun. It uh went in a direction I did not expect. For sure. For go- like once we were in the That final moment, I was like, yes, I enjoy this a lot.
0: All right. Our next movie will be... The Fly 2. (gasps) I've never seen it. I didn't even know that it had a
1: sequel. (laughs) But I love The Fly. When is this from? 1989, and it's on HBO Max.
0: Not a Cronenberg film.
1: No. Who made it?
0: Anyone we know? Chris Wallace. Don't know who that is. He was a special effects artist who worked on the film The Fly. That's fun. Oh my God, Eric Stoltz. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, this rocks! I love I love sequels directed by special effects artists. I know
1: what. Who else did that? That's some. Is it a Jaws? One of the Jawses was one of the people who worked on the shark in Jaws.
0: Also, uh, it reminds me of Saw, that the cinematographer yes. went on to direct. Yes,
1: it's very fun. It always feels like they're keeping it in the family.
0: 100. The Fly Two on HBO Max. I'm so excited. That's very fun. Until then. You can check us out on our website at NowScreaming.com.
1: And on Twitter and Facebook at NowScreaming.
0: Be sure to leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice and a rating. Hopefully a good one. And tell your friends. I know that we only record an episode every once in a while. (laughs) Six months, but but, you know, we're always trying. We're always trying. Mallory, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's very exciting.
0: Do you got anything that you want to plug or anything you wanna tell people about how to find you?
2: I mean, I've been bullied to start using Letterboxd again. So yes.
1: <laughs> you should.
2: Uh so you can follow me there, uh, Elise 9 and hopefully I will keep up rating things. I think the last thing I rated was this movie. So perfect. Movies. <laughs> we love them. We do.
0: Thanks, as always, to Wes Craven. It's a Kareem Hussein, who is the cinematographer for this movie, who is a horror director in his own right, and who uh He's the cinematographer for Ted Gagin Films and Brandon Cronenberg.
1: Oh. He made
0: Possessor and Antiviral. He shot those movies. That's fun. And uh, Orphan First Kill, which. Love wow. that film. Rocks. And the new Firestarter, which I haven't seen. That's great,
1: right? I love that. Is that the, the Zach Ephron one? Yeah the, new, yeah, the new Firestarter. I love keeping things in the horror family. That's very. But fun. he
0: also shot this, and I think he did a pretty good job. I think
1: he did a good job. I'm literally just picturing that scene of them in the bed. That's what I think of when I think of the. Cinematography there is this like movie. a fisheye
0: lens effect sometimes used. Oh yeah. That's really interesting. Uh-huh. We didn't talk about it at all, but no. now that we're talking about the cinematography, yeah, I think that was a really interesting effect, and it didn't distract me, but it did intrigue me.
1: Agreed. I know it's late in the game to be talking about cinematography. (laughs) Love that. Love cinematography. I totally
0: forgot
2: about that moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good work, cinematography. All right. Until next time, everybody.
2: Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. (laughs)